everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Buttermilk Boulevard. I'm your host, James, and we are here. I'm here. I, I am here. James is here. Uh, Buttermilk Boulevard is back, I guess. Yeah, 2022. Happy New Year, everybody. I hope you had a great holiday. I've been gone for a month, um, basically. The, uh, I got sick twice. Once was a sinus infection, which I did actually record an episode within that time frame. And then I also got sick right before New Year's, missed the New Year's Eve and everything because I got sick. Uh, um, and it was all throat stuff, so I couldn't talk for about, like, I don't know, they said 7 to 14 days. So it's about the equivalent of a mailing, <laughs> standard mailing. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I was out sick um, because of that as well. And then I also got my wisdom teeth taken out last weekend. So that is a good reason not to be able to speak is because my jaw is still stiff to this day. Uh, I'm a bit of a bumbling mess today when I'm recording this episode because I'm a little bit out of practice. It's been a month. It's like when you take off a month to the gym, it's like you never went for those six to seven months that you've been going. It's so weird that that works that like the when you take a break from something, how easily you lose that skill, Um, which I didn't lose the skill, obviously. But it's just it's one of those like, oh, man, my body needs to get back into form, (laughs) you know. Um, it's the same way with streaming, podcasting, anything, you name it. It's uh, it's just anything you're out of practice on. Um, but uh, neither here nor there, not music related. This is a podcast about music, though. And if you enjoy music, hey, maybe consider subscribe and follow whatever. It's called Leave a Five Star Rating. I appreciate you checking out the channel if you're new. If you're new, welcome to the channel. If you're coming back, welcome back. It's good to see everybody. I hope y'all are doing well. I hope y'all are staying safe. Um, and hopefully y'all have not gotten as sick as I, as I have for the last month. (laughs) So, um, but it's going around a lot lately and it's not, I I didn't get, I didn't get the big C. Don't worry about that. It was just a run of the mill virus. According to my doctor, I got tested for everything though. You know, I was fucking uh, STDs. Give me the test. I don't care. Just give me everything. Figure out what this is so I can get over it quick. And all of it was negative. So it's just a fucking virus. Um, and it's going around like a lot of my office at work is getting virus viruses of various things as well as probably where I got it because working in an office is basically an adult daycare but you get paid for it um <laughs> so it's uh it is what it is though you know whatever so I hope y'all are uh, staying safe staying healthy all that good stuff um so today's episode if you couldn't read from the title we're going to do a top 10 list uh this is all off the cuff I'm not scripted or anything I prepared this week two weeks ago before my wisdom teeth were taken out and then I got my wisdom teeth I had anesthesia was on a lot of drugs and shit to prevent infection and now I don't remember anything that I put in this list (laughs) so um I do know it it took me a while to put together a top 10 list man and I I'm going to go into this just kind of prefacing that this list is probably not even final, to be honest. (laughs) So um, this wasn't a draft by any means. I I really had a draft and the draft was getting up to like 20 albums plus. So I thought about doing a top 20 list, but then I'm like, that's going to take like two hours for me to record. Um, and uh, y'all probably don't want to sit there and listen to that for two hours about 2021 when it's already 2022, which Happy New Year, everybody. Um, are your resolutions coming to be? Are y'all hitting the gym more often? Are y'all y'all doing the things that you the things that you wanted to, to think? Um, great. <laughs> probably not. Uh, my year started with, you know, four holes in my mouth and an illness. So <laughs> I have not even started any of the resolutions I had planned, which is just to be a better me. 
Um, but the, uh, yeah, so I do have top 10. There was a few of these that I, like, probably the top five on this list that I knew for certain. Like, these are these are 100% the ones that have to be on this list because I love the shit out of those albums. And I love the shit out of all these albums. But there's two reasons this album, or this, uh, this top 10 albums of the year is... Um, uh, was difficult to put together, and one of those reasons is fucking metal had its probably one of its best years ever last year. Uh, maybe not ever. I mean, there was that one year that like Rain and Blood and Master Puppets came out the same year or whatever. But you know, this this year, uh, this last year, 2021, had one of the the strongest fucking metal output of albums that I've ever seen in my life, and I am a big metal head, so. A lot of this list is going to be metal, but not intentionally. I I try to give everybody their fair share, um, and I approach every single album objectively before I go into it. You know, I'm not somebody that's, well, this isn't metal. I throw it out. You know, I'm... I'm 30. I'm way past the age where I give a shit <laughs> whether or not it's one genre or not. Because, you know, there was a time probably where I was like, ew, gross, that's not classic rock. <laughs> you know, how that's not ACDC. I don't even want to hear it. Um, but nowadays, I'm just like, I listen to everything. And you know that from if you listen to this podcast, because it's, uh, you know, I've done Taylor Swift discographies and uh, things like that. So, uh, or album reviews and such. But, um, so I listen to everything, hip hop, rap, pop, modern music, doesn't matter. Um, and then, uh, of course, metal is just what I listen to the most often because I enjoy the hell out of it. It's just a lot of fun. Um, so a lot of this list is metal, but, um, that's one of the reasons it was hard to put together is because it was, this year was, this 2021 was so fucking strong for metal bands. All like almost all the albums, they were, um, and they weren't probably actual responses, but they felt like responses to 2020 being a bad year for metal. Because um, because tw- 2020 was not a great year as far as albums are concerned. I don't think there was a lot of music that came out in 2020 that was strong or hit hard. Um, 2021 was almost like a response to that, where all of these bands that did either nothing in 2020 or put out mediocre albums in 2020, they came back like full force. And like, you know, here's the best we can fucking offer. So I feel like almost all of these albums that I'm going to talk about are some of these bands' strongest albums in their entire discography. Not even just in 2021. Just these are their strongest albums. Because some of these bands, I have actually listened to multiple of their albums. And some of them aren't going to surprise you. Some of them will surprise you. Um, But we'll kind of see. We'll go into it. Um, So there is 10, but I do have some honorable mentions as well that we'll kind of talk about. Um, and like I said, it's 80% metal, um, literally like 80%. Um, cause I think there's only two bands on here that I see that are not metal. And, uh, the reason for that is I, while metal had a strong ass year, I don't think the other genres did. Um, there was a lot of modern pop music and stuff that I don't feel had very strong outputs, um, like they had good albums maybe, but they were just kind of half and half or 60% good or, you know, not like all the way through good. And that's my caveats for these lists, which I'll get into those in a minute here. But, um, a lot of the albums that I feel like I heard, they weren't, they weren't strong. They weren't like, oh my God, beginning to end, this is fucking amazing. I kind of mentioned this in one of my past episodes, but like, I'm a huge fan of Lord. I, I, since I was in college, early college, Lord, 
that first album, the second, I, I love this shit at melodrama and that uh, first album. What was it? Uh, I don't know the white teeth or something. No, <laughs> I don't know. Pure heroin. I don't remember what it was called, um, <laughs> but the, uh, that, that those two albums I've listened to so much and they're really like, I don't want to call them guilty pleasures because it's not, I'm not guilty about it, but um, that's essentially what they are to me is I listen to them frequently just, just for the heck of it. Every now and then I just like to turn the bass up and listen to Lord. Um, and uh, it's, it's always Lord has always been one of those artists that I look forward to. I'll pre-order albums for and all that stuff. But this third album, man, it was rough. <laughs> I don't, I didn't like it at all. Like, and I, I'm pretty biased when it comes to artists that I like, and I completely admit that bias. Like if Guns N' Roses release an album, don't be surprised if I love the fuck out of it because Guns N' Roses is my favorite band. Um, and uh, a lot of Guns N' Roses actually inspired me to get into music as a whole, not just uh, become a musician. I mean, um, rather than like uh, inspire me to play guitar and stuff like that. Um, actually, I think the band that inspired me the most to play guitar is uh, Kiss because um, I used to love Kiss when I was younger. Mm. Yeah, this isn't going to be edited, by the way. Um, <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, so that that that's another kind of thing is that metal had number one. There was a lot of good albums this year. Um, a lot of them were metal related, but there was a lot of good fucking albums. And number two is that there was a lot of albums, but I kind of felt bad <laughs> because I wanted to include more non-metal. Um, I didn't want this to become like a like oh man he's just a fucking metalhead which I am to be fair but I I wanted to give everybody their their share you know I wanted if I could put everybody on this list I would you know there would be uh, oh gosh how many albums did I even listen to this year man <laughs> um, let's see where this list ends oh good three hundred seventy. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I listened to a lot of fucking albums. So nobody, I mean, and not all of that was obviously metal. Um, but I listened to everything. There's really good, strong albums that came out that didn't make the list or didn't even make my honorable mentions. But I guess technically this is an honorable mention by me saying the Halsey album um, that was produced by uh, Trent Reznor, um, the Nine Inch Nails and all that stuff. Oh, fucking phenomenal. It's a great album, but at the same time, I didn't want to listen to it. Like I, I listened to it that one time and I'm like, all right, I'm done. <laughs> you know, I, I heard the album time to move on. <laughs> you know, there was other albums that came out. Uh, Lord was another example. Solar power. Um, good album, but not good at the same time. I didn't enjoy it. I was a little bit disappointed by that one. Um, but it, it was still had the, had the motions of being a good album, but never connected with me. Um, one, one artist I nearly put on this, uh, list for an honorable mention was Arlo Parks, but I really couldn't bring myself to re-listen to the album because Arlo Parks collapsed sunbeams. Uh, absolutely amazing. It's a great album. And honestly, wouldn't be shocked if it's in the Grammys. Absolutely deserves it. Uh, Adele is another example. Like, uh, um, that Adele album is great. It's fucking great. You go listen to my podcast about it, where I review the album. It's phenomenal. It's a wonderful album, but at the same time, while it's a wonderful album, there's something that didn't connect with me with those albums. There's it's and it's simply put, which is my number one rule of all of these albums is I didn't go back to it. And that's that's my number one. That's like when it comes to album of the year, I had to kind of narrow these down by simply saying, did I listen to this album again? 
Like once it came out, did I listen to it more than that first time? Did I give it another opportunity? Um, Which some of these I did re-listen to again just to see if it was worth putting on the list or something. And then I kind of got myself in a rabbit hole of listening to albums over again to try and narrow down this list. And it was a struggle. You know, I was button heads with myself for a lot. And uh, at the end of the day, I had to just step back and make it as simple as fucking possible, which was when the album came out and I listened to the album, did I go back to it? That's my number one caveat for this entire list is, did I go back to this? If I did go back to it, how often did I go back to it? Did I re-listen to this several times throughout the year because I enjoyed it so much? Or did I, you know, did I listen to it again because I was recording a podcast episode? You know, that, that would be the Adele would be an example of that. Because technically I've listened to the Adele album several times, but several times in relation to a podcast I was putting out. So I was doing research rather than actually listening to it for enjoyment. Um, and uh, honestly, that was my first one. So... The second one, because that didn't narrow down the list enough, getting 370 albums, um, <laughs> is the uh, simply that was the album good all the way through or not? Now, there was very few albums that I found to be good every single fucking song. These are all of them. <laughs> this top 10 list is all of them. <laughs> So even the honorable mentions, the honorable mentions are like the albums that were maybe nine. If they had nine tracks or if they have 10 tracks and nine of them were good, that's what the honorable mentions are. Now, um, some of these songs, though, some of these albums I've done album reviews on and stuff, and uh, I'll get to one in a minute here or, or one or two where I where I said, you know, this this song didn't connect with me the same way as all the others. However, however. It did not stop me from re-listening to this album over and over and over. Even the songs I didn't care for, I would listen through it all the way through. And it's like, you know, even though I don't, this isn't my favorite song in the album, I came to that, I came to that conclusion that it's not my favorite song simply because I listened to the album 200 times. <laughs> you know, these are albums that really stood out the entire year out, out of Everything that came out, anything, these stood out the most. These are the ones that I went back to the most frequently that I found were the best beginning to end. Like every fucking song, I listened to it. I enjoyed the hell out of it. And it didn't matter what day of the week it was. It didn't matter if it was for a podcast. I listened to the fuck out of these albums. So that's what these albums are to me. Um, These are great albums. And to this day, like even yesterday, I was listening to one of these albums, which I'll kind of get to. Um, and I, I've listened to them several times. I'll continue to listen to them. So that's my caveat for this album review going into it. Not to get too serious up front, but I just kind of wanted to lay the groundwork before we get too heavy handed into the actual albums themselves. Um, now, here's another caveat, though, before we get started, which we're about to get started. Um, the uh, These are my opinions, my my choices of albums of the year. Your artist is probably not on this list, to be honest with you. Uh, This list is not the same as any list that I saw this year. (laughs) Now, there's an album or two, like I said, that's going to be familiar to you. So especially if you are a metal fan, if you're listening to me because I do a lot of metal stuff. um, Great. Also, hey, what's up, metal fan? Nice to see you. We're rare nowadays, you know, Um, it's harder to admit it. At least I do see a lot of TikTok stuff about metal. So I wonder if it's getting a little bit more uh, traction 
um, kind of like anime. Anime is getting a lot more traction in the modern kind of news now. It's great. To, great to see. I love that anime movies are coming out in like movie theaters. I'm getting off hand. I'm getting off track. What was I saying? <laughs> where, where was I going with that? Um, so, yeah, that was my my caveat is that these are these are my opinion. These are completely I mean, this is obvious if you're listening to this podcast, but these are all 100 percent my my albums of the year. These are not your albums of the year. Um, I hope you enjoy these albums and maybe you agree with my list. Um, but, but maybe you, if you don't agree with my list, um, what albums would you put? You know, that's what Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, those, that's what those are for. You know, go comment, tell me what your favorite album of the year. There's no reason to get on there and be like, Hey, you're a piece of shit. You're fucking wrong. But if you want to say that too, go for it, man. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I don't care. You can say whatever you want, man. But if you, uh, you know, if it's, if you liked this list, if you agree that like, damn right, that's the fucking best album of the year, or, you know, you don't agree that that other one should be on the list. Maybe you didn't enjoy it as much. Go tell me why. Go go message me. Put in the comments on the Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, etc. Buttermilk Boulevard pod on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Um, <laughs> shameless plug. But yeah, so these are my top 10 albums of the year. This is the Buttermilk Boulevard top 10 albums of the year. Uh, and these are not album reviews. Just FYI, this, that's the last caveat. I'm, I'm, I'm going to stop. I promise. <laughs> um, this is the last caveat is that it's these are um, not album reviews. I'll kind of talk about them a little bit, but that's about it. Uh, maybe I'll do an album review or two. You, again, another good thing you can do on Facebook, Twitter, Twitter and Instagram and all that stuff is uh, tell me what what albums you want me to review. Do you want me to go through a full album review of, you know, the last one, that the number five choice or the number eight? Oh, man, have I dug myself a hole enough? Um, <laughs> is this hole deep enough? It's got to be at least six feet. Um, all right. So let me have some coffee here. Uh, I told you I told you I'm not here. I'm not editing this. So everything you're hearing staying in, whether or not I'm sitting here drinking coffee silently for three minutes. But it's still warm, so I have to drink it now, right? Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, I guess we'll... Uh, I, I don't know how I want to do this. I don't, li- I don't like when they put honorable mentions between number two and number one, because oftentimes I'm like, just put number... Just put... The, just, What's your number one? God damn it. <laughs> um, so I'll start with my honorable mentions. I think it's the best thing to do. I'm really just going to kind of list these. So don't expect too much. But uh, my first album, welcome to the album of the year, <laughs> albums of the year. Um, so here's a couple of honorable mentions. I got one, two, three, four, five honorable mentions here. Um, and those are uh, number one is churches, screen violence. Uh, I love churches. I've I've liked churches since uh, that first album. I I heard that uh, I think it's called Mother We Shared or Mother We Share. Um, absolutely great record. Their second record was great. Third record great. Honestly, churches can do no wrong. And this album is really good, um, but it didn't meet that caveat of me listening to it over and over. I did listen to it quite a bit, but something about it kind of didn't have that draw or that appeal to kind of make that top 10. Um, but that's the reason Church's Screen Violence. Fucking great album. If you like that kind of uh, DJ-esque music, I, I just like the girl's voice, too. She's got a really cool voice, and they do some interesting stuff. Um, 
as far as like effects and all that stuff. I, I just like it. It's just a good time. And on, honestly, this is probably their darker record, too. She sounds very angry. I'm like, I would hate to be the guy that fucked her over, <laughs> you know. Um, but she sounds very mad in this record. And it's actually very fun because you listen to her first records. They're kind of joyful and fun. And then like going to this one, it's like, whoa, who hurt you? <laughs> Are you OK? <laughs> um, anyway. But it's good. It's awesome. It's 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 uh, dark in a good way. Um, the next one is Billie Eilish. That is one that probably people expected to be on my top ten, but it, I I couldn't get myself to put it in there. Uh, Billie Eilish, getting older. It is a great album. It's a good album. I listened to it a few times, but it's got the same kind of a thing that Churches did. Actually, all all five of these honorable mentions have a similar thing, um, where I did go back to it a few times, but some something was missing. I, I don't know what key element it was. Maybe they forgot to salt the food. I don't know. Um, but it, it was missing a key element, and I just couldn't find what that element was. Um, so that's why they're making the honorable mention rather than a top 10. But Billie Eilish getting older. Again, it's Billie Eilish, but at the same time, she changes up a lot of things. Things are a little bit slower paced. Um, things are less upbeat. This is a very kind of calm... Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Pete more, um, what's the word? Um, minor kind of keys and stuff like that. It's just, it's more melodic based and less upbeat kind of Billie Eilish stuff that you're used to, which is uh, probably why it wasn't my favorite. Cause I wanted the, I wanted an album of bad guy, you know, and that, that kind of song or that type of thing. I wanted more upbeat stuff, which is what I expected so it's actually props to her for not doing what is expected, because I think people expected her to make a singles album. And that's what I expected. But also at the same time, I kind of wanted it. <laughs> you know, I like the album, but I also kind of wanted the more upbeat side of her. And I like those album. I like those songs in her music, um, but it's still a good album. Don't get me wrong. Billie Eilish getting older. Great album. It'll probably be in the Grammys because that's what the Grammys does is only pick trending artists and rather than good artists. Um, Billie Eilish is a good artist, though. <laughs> the, again, I'm walking on eggshells egg today or something. Um, it's the world we live in, man. <laughs> but OK, so the next one, next honorable mention is Nos King's Disease 2. I didn't care for King's Disease 1, uh, but King's Disease 2 is one of the best Nos albums I've heard. <laughs> and uh, I haven't heard all of his albums, but I've heard a few of them. And King's Disease, it, the second one, is phenomenal. It's great. There's like an ode to Tupac in there. There's a lot of talking about Tupac as well. Uh, Eminem has a feature on there. And that's all just one song. <laughs> you know, uh, there's a lot of good songs on there. And not, like I enjoyed that thoroughly. I enjoyed Nos's King's Disease thoroughly. It's a great hip hop album. It's fucking great. You should listen to it. Um, next one is Tribulation, Where Gloom Becomes Sound. That is an artist you don't know, probably. Ugh, unless you're Metalhead. Um, Tribulation is, uh, I, I want to say like black metal, because they do a lot of the kind of satanic kind of themed stuff. Um, but Tribulation, where they're different from other black metal bands, is they are very fucking melodic and their music is such so good to listen to. It's so joyful while also singing about dark shit. <laughs> you know, I enjoy the fuck out of it. Um, even though it's dark as fuck me, it's like a fun horror movie. Like if, 
I don't know how I couldn't probably find a horror movie to describe tribulation as, but um, they're probably close to like a slasher movie because slasher movies, while being about a serial killer that's killing a bunch of teenagers and blah, 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 like Jason, Freddy, etc. Um, they're also a fuck ton of fun. <laughs> you know, you know, you get a, You know, even though they're killing people, you get excited for those kills like, damn, you see that shit? You know, that kind of thing. It's like. I don't know how to describe it, but Tribulation has that kind of feel to me um, where their music is a lot of fun to listen to. They're very, very melodic. Um, their riffs are outstanding. It's great fucking music all, all around. And I, I love this album. I bought it as soon as I heard it because it's it's probably the best Tribulation album they have. And they have some really good, strong albums out there. Um, but where the gloom becomes sound, I don't know why this wasn't on more people's list. I feel like it may have become an underappreciated or underdog kind of album, or maybe not enough people listen to it, but um, I think it's phenomenal. It's, it's fucking great. And, and it was literally that close to becoming my number, my top 10 list, you know, is that close, but it has the same problem as the other ones. Like I said, that's my problem with all of these five honorable mentions is I just, for some reason, didn't go back to it. Uh, wage war maniac. I don't know if I need to say anything about Wage Wars Maniac because that has been on a lot of top 10 lists for a good reason. It's so good and yet so unique. <laughs> you know, it's so different of a metal album. Um, and I don't really need to go into it too much. But um, Wage War is just a different kind of metal band, man. They they do a lot of weird stuff, weird sounds, weird timings. They throw in rap beats every now and then. And yet it's so entertaining. It's just like going on a ride, you know. Uh, I just want to enjoy their fan, you know, their fame or whatever. I just want to sit there and enjoy watching them come to the top because there's no way Wage War is not going to become a top metal band eventually. Um, they're getting there. The more albums they put out, the better and better they get. The better and better they get, the bigger and bigger they get. They're going to become one of the best metal bands. I guarantee you, Wage War, unless they break up or do something stupid, um, they're going to be one of the bigger metal bands. There's no way you're not going to see them because they have that kind of sound and uniqueness and freshness quality to their shit that it's uh that it's it's bound to be amazing. So I can't wait to watch that happen. Uh, I could be wrong though. So I don't know, <laughs> but anyway, uh, wage war maniac, great album. Check it out. Um, that's my honorable mentions. Okay. Let's enough of the, the bullshit. We're about 30 minutes into this podcast and all I've done was talk shit. So <laughs> let's get into the nitty gritty top 10 albums of the year. These are my favorite albums, period, my opinion, blah, blah, blah. We've already done this conversation. I'm just padding out the time for the podcast. <laughs> um, now, number 10. On the number 10 spot, these are all interchangeable. Just FYI, all of them are interchangeable except my probably number one and two. Um, <laughs> but the number 10 spot that I have um, somebody who I did an album review of this year and an album that I could not fucking stay away from. I enjoyed it. Every time I listened to it, the jokes never got stale. And when I say jokes, that should give you a hint. It's Bo Burnham, man. It's Inside by Bo Burnham. I fucking love this album, dude. I I bought the vinyl of it. I, I bought a comedy album vinyl because it's so good. <laughs> Here's the thing with this album, and you can listen to my album review if you want to get a little bit more detail on why I like it and all that stuff. Um, uh, but the outside of the comedy special, let's let's remove the comedy special from here. 
Let's forget the fact that Netflix even came out with a comedy special. If this album was by itself, it tells the story of the special without having to watch the special. There's a way of, that he does storytelling in this. Like, there's a very clear, here's what 2020 was like. Here is what quarantine was like for people. And he matches it so well. It's relatable. You understand the feelings he's going through. You you match those angers and stuff. And to a degree, a lot of us are going through this still. You know, it's, you know, I hate to, I, I'm not, I'm not going to be political or anything like that. But, you know, with this Omicron bullshit, um, it's all starting again. And I hate to say it, but I'm seeing a trend of similar to COVID when it first started, where people are starting to go back into quarantine rather than opening up like was the original plan. Um, that's about as much as I'm going to fucking talk about it. So I hope you don't message me and talk about COVID because I don't want to talk about COVID. Uh, <laughs> so we talk about it every day, right? So I don't want it to be a normal thing. <laughs> so, but inside it's related to, I wouldn't bring it up unless it related directly to this album in 2020. He, he made this album in 2020. It was a year long process for him. He made this album in which he sings about quarantine. He talks about quarantine. He jokes about quarantine and how it felt to be in quarantine. It also hit me a little bit harder because I was turning 30 last year. I listened to this album. It came out last year. I was turning 30 that year. And this is an album about him also turning 30. He's like, all his, his 20s are gone. His youth is gone. 30s is not old by any means. I wouldn't even call it middle age, to be honest, because people you know, are passing away to hundreds now, <laughs> you know? Um, so it's, you know, uh, everybody plans on living forever. So 30 is not old or anything like that. But at the same time, it's still a milestone. It's still a shit, I'm not a kid anymore. <laughs> you know, I can't even claim to be a child anymore. Um, so it's it's that kind of thing. It related to me on several levels because quarantine was very hard for me and it was hard for a lot of people. Um, and it was uh, it's also the fact that I was becoming 30 as well. And, you know, I just connected with this album. And also it was hilarious. <laughs> so it was hilarious and like, haha, funny, but it does what comedy does. Um, or should do, which, you know, you've seen those masks before where one of them's laughing and one of them's sad. It's almost like that internal kind of conflict. Like, I feel like depression and comedy kind of go hand in hand, um, where they kind of mix together well and they shouldn't, but they do like a sad clown type of thing. Um, you know, there's always an undertone of kind of sadness when it comes to comedy. Uh, and I'm not a comedian by any any means, but I, I just kind of understand a lot of the process and stuff because I listen to a lot of podcasts <laughs> with comedians. Usually, I, I you know comedians are in my life quite a bit, and I never really talk about it because again, I listen to a fuck ton of podcasts, and I almost all of them are comedies, like like comedians, not not funny people or not just people that are funny, but they are comedians, like actual like stand up comics. Um, and they talk about this stuff all the time, you know, and you can hear their input and what the process is and stuff, but neither here nor there. We're not here to talk about that. Maybe one day I will, but, um, but this is great because inside take away the comedy aspect, take away the special, take about, take away the themes. They're good songs. <laughs> it's just, that's like the nail in the coffin is not just that they're funny. It's not just that they're relevant and you can relate to it. It's also that these songs are actually good. You want to listen to these songs. They're fun to listen to. Um, they're all just 
Uh, he has a talent. The man has a talent. <laughs> you know, and he fucking nailed it on the head. Uh, yeah, so number 10, Bo Burnham's Inside. That's a great album. If you agree, let me know. Um, or, you know, honestly, if you're going to listen to this album, I would I would recommend you watch the special. Because that's I feel like the best way to experience this album is to watch the special. Um, but anyway, yeah. Nor- I, normally, I would never put a soundtrack on this list. <laughs> but there you go. All right. Number nine. Number nine is a band that I discovered last year and is now probably one of my favorite metal bands because of this album. (laughs) It's a brand of sacrifice life blood. I I don't even know how to describe this to you. (laughs) You know, I don't, I'm at a loss when it comes to this album. There's, there's no metal album that is as chaotic (laughs) as lifeblood by brand of sacrifice. It is so fucking heavy and so chaotic. It's so fast paced and aggressive. And yet there's a orchestra and a choir in it. (laughs) It's all over the map, man. It, It touches every fucking thing. And it's, absolutely amazing and it and and i don't know how they formed songs (laughs) i really don't i am at a loss when it comes to this record because it's so good and it's so fun but at the same time it's out of its fucking mind and that's why it's probably number nine is instead of up a little higher on the list because i i listened to the shit out of this album it was to the point where spotify told me i listened to it too much (laughs) you know like that that wrap-up of the year whatever brain of sacrifice lifeblood brain of sacrifice as a whole was on that because once i listened to this one i could not bring myself to not listen to all of their albums i have all of their albums now I could do a discography right now if you wanted to. I could I could just stop the top 10 and do a brand of sacrifice discography because I listened to the shit out of this band. This one and another one on this list who's a little bit higher up, we'll get to it. Um but brand of sacrifice lifeblood, I I don't I, re- I genuinely don't know how to describe this one to, in words to you other than every song is good and it's strong. They're strong fucking metal songs. They're it's death metal, so it's fast-paced. There's a lot of tremolo picking. There's like very fast paced fucking bass, uh, bass drums and stuff. But they also intertwine it all with this orchestral kind of choir music, which is very metal of them. (laughs) You know, it's I don't know why, but there there is something to having choirs and orchestra um, involved in metal, because I feel like if anything, metal didn't start with Black Sabbath. It probably started with classical music, things like Mozart. Um, and the Beethoven and stuff. That's those are the original metal artists, man. They just didn't have the guitars to make it metal. Um, you know that kind of sad, dark, fucking deep music that people were afraid of. Um, that was all metal, man. I don't care what anybody says. But uh, anyway, so Brain of Sacrifice. It's a great album, man. I, I I genuinely I wish I could tell you more about it. Um, I want to say more about it, but I don't have anything to say right now. Nothing's coming up to mind because it's such a fucking strong. It's so chaotic. It's hard for me to break down without doing a discography or album review of it. <laughs> now, I would have to do track by track to describe each each kind of thing and what's going on. But it's very fast paced. The growls are amazing. The breakdowns are phenomenal. It's so unique in its setup. Everything is unique when it comes to Brain of Sacrifice. They're doing something I don't hear in other metal bands. And that's why they stand out to me quite a bit. 
Um, Lifeblood is a phenomenal record, and I'm kind of mad that I don't see this enough on top tens. It should have been on everybody's top ten as far as metal is concerned. Um, but yeah, so that's it. Uh, number nine, Brandon Sacrifice, Lifeblood. Number eight on this list, which is weird because the way the way this Excel sheet works and and the Mac is it has the number one slot as the uh, the tabs, so it shows artist and album is number one. Um, but the uh, so I have to like think about it backwards. So when it says nine, it's actually number eight. Um, so number eight on this list, <laughs> you know, TMI, right? The process. Uh, <laughs> number nine. I'm sorry. Fuck. Right after I said it, <laughs> number eight is uh, Ice Nine Kills the Silver Scream. Number two, uh, Welcome to Horrorwood. I I really can't say anything more than I did in the discography review. If you want to, I, I think I have time codes. If you go check out the discography review, just click on just uh, go to the time where I talk about the Silver Scream Two. Welcome to Horror Mood. Horror Mood. Horror Mood is probably me. Um, <laughs> hashtag me. Same, right? Um, the uh, uh, Welcome to Horror Mood. Horror Mood. Why do I keep saying that? <laughs> horror Wood. Um, it's uh, it's phenomenal, man. It's a great album. All these albums are great, but. Um, I'm going to repeat that a lot, but I sign kills is not a band that I would say I listened to a lot of until 2021. <laughs> you know, I, I was familiar with them and I listened to quite a bit of silver scream part one. Um, but they, they were a band that I felt like, um, which, which is the struggle with these kind of bands. Um, they were a band that captured Halloween so I wanted to listen to them in Halloween. This is a good Rob Zombie is a great example is I don't really listen to Rob Zombie throughout the year. I listen to Rob Zombie in October and that's, I feel like what ice nine kills was almost doing. And I, uh, that wasn't their intention. Of course, that's, I don't think that's any band's intention. They want you to listen to them all the time. Um, but the, that that's that kind of like if you if you theme your music around something you're going to get into your your stuck you're going to get stuck you're going to become the Halloween band you know Halloween is a good example Halloween uh, that is a a, a old school Iron Maiden esque band um, that has that kind of same thrash metal ish metal vibe like Iron Maiden Judas Priest those kind of bands that. I don't feel like people really talk about them unless it's Halloween because their name is Halloween. <laughs> you know, it's uh, it, they, they get stuck there and that that kind of sucks for the band because they, if they have good music that isn't Halloween related, nobody will even notice. Um, but I signed kills. They were smarter because they made theirs about famous horror and everybody is about nostalgia, including myself. This is why the Spider-Man movie did so fucking well is it's just nostalgia in your fucking face <laughs> you know they're punching the shit out of you with nothing but a nostalgia and that's why you know that's why marvel as a whole is doing so well and i have nothing against marvel just shut the fuck up marvel fanboys <laughs> sorry but the uh the uh i, I love the spider-man movie and all that stuff but this they, they all they all kind of cue in onto this nostalgia thing whether or not the movie is good or whatever doesn't isn't related that's not what i'm talking about I'm not talking about if the movie is good i'm not here talking about spider-man either but the 
nostalgia factor is always dialed in. They dial in the nostalgia and people enjoy it because you're you're connecting with that person's internal kind of desires and wants and funds and all that stuff. Um, and Einstein Kills does that for me. The Silver Screen Part 2 does that even more. <laughs> so it's it's queuing in and dialing into that nostalgic thing for me, which is all old slashers, classic horror movies that I've been watching since I was 12 years old, probably. You know, I I love horror movies, man. I love the shit out of horror as a whole. Horror anything, I, I love it. Um, and if you're a fan of horror as well, I just finished uh, Resident Evil 2 playthrough on Gentle Metalhead Twitch. That's the name of my uh, my Twitch is Gentle Metalhead. So you can go check that out. There's a YouTube video out there as well. Just a shameless plug. But Silver Scream 2. So take all that, everything I just said, the nostalgia and the fun of horror all away. I'm still listening to this album and it's not, it's not October anymore. Like it's gone, but I'm still listening to it. And I think that's what they did well versus somebody like Rob Zombie is they cued into that theme, but they didn't put themselves, you know, Oh, this is a Halloween band. You know, no, they, they managed to get themselves out of it. And I don't know how, but I think it's because this album it's so fucking melodic. Their choruses, Ice Nine Kills has some of the best choruses in metal. Fight me. <laughs> they have the best choruses in metal. I don't I don't think there's a dispute. There's very few bands metal-wise that can do a good chorus. And Ice Nine Kills do the best choruses. <laughs> you know, they have that catchiness down to a science, man. Every single one of their songs, bad or good, is so fucking catchy and so, so easy to sing along with and so easy to get, um, you know, fun, have fun with. And it's it's just an amazing, absolutely amazing time. And it's fun. It's nostalgic, all that good stuff. So Ice Nine Kills, The Silver Scream 2. I've talked about this enough, but go watch, go listen to that discography. Man, I fucking, whoa, I'm out of practice, huh? I need more coffee. All right, you got bitter, James, today. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, that's number nine, or number eight, sorry. Number eight, Ice Nine Kills, Silver Scream 2, Welcome to Horror Wood. Um, <laughs> so there you go. Uh, number seven on this list, we're getting down to the nitty gritty Gojira's fortitude. I don't need to talk about this one. <laughs> this is Gojira, man. I love Gojira. Gojira is one of my favorite metal bands. I think Gojira is, is where I think wage war will be eventually. Um, Gojira is one of those bands that is the top tier metal band. When they put out an album, they are top sellers. They're a band that is up there with tool, and Metallica and all those other bands. They're maybe not the best or the worst or anything. That's that's all subject to opinion anyway. Um, but they are up there. If there was a if if metal had like a hierarchy, they would be up there shaking hands with Slipknot and stuff. You know, the Gojira is one of the best metal bands that there is right now. The most best modern metal bands. And Fortitude is a good example of why. It's melodic. The riffs are unique and special only to Gojira. Nobody sounds like Gojira and nobody has been able to replicate it. The drums alone put top tier as far as I'm concerned for Gojira. Uh, that drummer is probably one of the best modern drummers of our era as well. Um, 
you know, it, I don't really know what else to say about it because Gojira is, is an obvious choice. It, it's one of those choices that everybody had this on their top 10 because it's fucking Gojira. I don't think they can do wrong. I don't think they have any bad albums. They're all they're almost perfect throughout. So um, you may have preferences between the albums and you may not like certain songs they do versus the other stuff. I mean, I do, too. I have my preferences for Gojira, but Fortitude is great. It's like Magma, which is their last album, part two. Which is perfect because Magma was probably their best record and Fortitude is probably now their best record. So, <laughs> you know, it's like every time every time they put out an album, it's like that's their best record. Never mind. This one is, <laughs> you know, it's that kind of thing. So Gojira, Fortitude, obvious choice. But yeah. Number six, Darko US. Darko, another band I did an album review on. So I'm not going to spend too much time on this, but. I said about all I needed to say about Darko in that review. Now, Darko is one of those bands that I was talking about that had one or two songs that weren't my preference, but I still listened to the entire album every time I listened to it. I could not listen to Darko on shuffle with anything else. You can, technically, because these these songs are all unique. They don't flow together um, so that it's like not, you know, a, you can't listen to that song without listening to the song before it, blah, blah, blah. But they, uh, they have something special, man. And Darko is, is, is probably one of the up and comers that is unique as well because they have, um, oh gosh, what was it? I want to say Chelsea Grin and Amir, uh, it, and like the, the vocalists of both those bands who are phenomenal metal vocalists. And then you put them in a fucking band and the guitars are amazing. They're heavy as shit. They hit the lowest lows. Their breakdowns, their breakdowns are as heavy as their choruses. Their choruses are as heavy as their verses. You know, it's it's all just so deep, guttural kind of heaviness. And it's, I'm here for it, man. I am here for it. It is so good. I love it. I listen to the shit out of this. This is 100% my when I'm at the gym album, <laughs> you know, if I'm on a treadmill, I'm doing weights or whatever. Darko US Darko. That's the album I'm listening to because it, it it pumps you up. It's so good. It's so dark. It's so deep. It's so unique to them. Uh, another band that has found their sound and that nobody else has captured yet. So it's really good, man. I, I, I can't really say too much else about it because you can go listen to the album review if you have a preference. But um, yeah, so yeah, Darko US number six. Top five, man. These are the top five. Now, I kind of mentioned this. Top five were set in stone. I knew these were the top five as soon as I went into this record. I had to. I had to know they were the top five because of the best albums of the year. <laughs> There's no dis- no dispute, no debate. I don't care what your top five are. These are my top five, but they are the top five. You know, your, your top five are respectful. You know, I get it. Your top five, it's good. You know, you had some good choices in there, but these top five, they're the best, <laughs> you know, <laughs> so my opinion is the best. So uh, anyway, top five, the number five spot between the buried in me colors two. I, this is a band I have struggled with quite a bit uh, between the buried in me have some long, long fucking songs, man. And their albums are even longer as uh, you know, cause they'll have like a normal track amount, like 12 to 17 songs. And each one of those songs are 12 to 17 minutes. (laughs) You know, it's like, oh, my God, it's long as shit. 
And I, you know, all of their albums are are great. They do amazing things. They do unique stuff and they kind of hit several genres within their stuff. I mean, this there's, there's like moments where they throw funk in randomly and they, they they don't do the growling, by the way. They have some of it uh just for texturing. But this this album, I didn't struggle with at all, man. This is an album that as soon as I heard it, fucking track one. I was there for it. I listened to the whole album. I could not bring myself to stop. And what's great about this is this these tracks on this album work together as like one giant song or individually because they they have a start and stop. They have a clear start and stop. But at the same time, the album flows so well that every song could literally be one song if they wanted it to be. They could make a one and a half hour song, <laughs> you know, they could just, let's take the breaks out, get rid of the track names. You know, it's just, that's it. So they do have some breaks to obviously make it and split it up a little bit. So there is a track by track, but these songs flow so well. And what between the Barry to me is kind of like, um, this might be a little bit disrespectful, but I, I want to say like Opeth, it's not disrespectful because Opeth is an amazing band, but um, where it's, you know, they have moments of here's a really hard hitting, heavy riff, you know, for the verse. And the next verse is like a piano piece. And then the next verse is like circus music. And it's they do a lot of like weird kind of transitions into different kind of genres of music. Um, uh, Mr. Bungle is probably another good example, although that doesn't really sound anything like either of those bands. But they do a similar thing. I mean, where it's like. You know, you get multiple kind of things, multiple flavors. It's like a, a taste tester, you know, in an album. You know, It's like you went to a, a, a wine bar and you got one of their wine testers where it's like uh, four to six wines. That's that's one song for Between the Buried and Me and Opeth. You know, that's those six different wines are all one song, one track. And Colors 2 is the best album they have. I, I love all of their albums. Their albums are very good. They're very unique. Their, their musicianship is out of this world. But here's the thing that Between the Buried Me did better than all of the other albums that I have talked about um, or I didn't include on this list is their songwriting. Their structures are so weird and so unique, but their songwriting, the music, the catchiness of their lyrics, the way it flows, it works so well. You know, it gives you enough of a taste to be satisfied. So if they have a really cool, really cool lick, let's say they just have this like a really badass kind of guitar riff or really badass drum part or this rhythm part is really cool. They give you just enough that you are satisfied. Like it's, it's different from other bands where they end on a really cool riff and you're thinking, why didn't they make this riff the whole song? And what part of the reason I think that works for Between the Buried and Me is if you have a tinge of that. If you're if you're thinking, man, why didn't they make that the whole song? They kind of hit you over the head with another amazing riff. So here's an amazing, amazing riff. Here's an amazing section, amazing verse, amazing chorus, whatever, what have you. It doesn't matter. Um, and you're like, man, I want to listen to more of this. I want to listen to this part on repeat. And then they end it. And then you're like, man, I really liked that one. But here you go. Here's another amazing one. It's like that example that I gave you, the four the four wines that you've tried. You have a Pinot and a fucking, uh, you know, a, a Pinot Noir or a fucking Chardonnay. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. I'm not a whiny. Um, <laughs> so, well, I am whiny, but I'm not a wine person. <laughs> so, um, 
the uh, so you have the different wines in front of you, but let's say all four of them are amazing. You know, you're not really unsatisfied. You want more of probably you have a preference on which one's the best, but they're all really good. That's between the buried and me. Uh, this album colors, it's phenomenal. I don't know how they wrote a single song. I do not know how they wrote these songs. I do not know how they wrote this. <laughs> like they must be dripping acid, man. <laughs> Cause I don't know. I don't know how they come up with any of the stuff that they do. I mean, I can, I can understand certain segments of these songs, but it all flows so well. And it, there's no way that they were broken up into segments before they wrote this. It's just really good top tier kind of musicianship and songwriting. It's just great. Go listen to it. Yeah, that's the only way go listen to track one. I, I don't remember the name of it off the top of my head, but if you listen to that, maybe you'll understand what I'm talking about. <clears throat> Sorry to drink a lot of fluids on this because, uh, you know, the wisdom teeth or whatever of my jaw. <laughs> uh, anyway, number four on this list. Again, above the rest, number four is a huge deal. 370 albums, and I came to these. <laughs> so number four is Humanity's Last Breath, Valdi, I believe is what it's called, the album. Uh, I think they are Swedish. I don't know much about Humanity's Last Breath, so apologies if I'm wrong. Um, I don't really know how to describe this band, but this is another example of Brand of Sacrifice where I discovered this band's music because of this album. <laughs> so um, let me put it this way. Uh, Humanity's Last Breath, um, this album is is kind of like... I want to say Meshuggah, where it's like gent in a way. There's some really, they're all in the one, two, three part of your guitar. And lots of bendy stuff, lots of zeros and stuff, really deep kind of guttural sounding guitars. Um, plus the vocals alone are very deep and guttural. And then the drums are amazing. They're big and booming. Everything is larger than life. It has a lot of reverb in the songs and it adds so much they're able to fill an album with like just a guitar and, and it's, they have bass and everything else. Of course they have a lot of layers, but um, just the reverb and the amount of reverb and delay and stuff that they have on their guitars, it fills so much space that you aren't really yearning for more. You don't need anything else in that space to fill because they do it with a guitar, you know, or a vocal line or something. So humanity's last breath. Valdi is probably their penultimate album. Cause I've listened to all of them now. Um, but let me put it this way. Valdi, when it came out, I listened to it, fell in love with it right away. I was, I was hooked from the get go, banging my head around and shit. And I'm like, fuck yes, dude, this is an album. You know, the only other time I've really had that experience with a metal album is our number two spot, <laughs> uh, or the, uh, brand new fit for an autopsy record, which I wish I could put on this list, but that's a 2022 one. So, cause it's so good. Uh, but anyway, yeah, Humanity's Last Breath. So I'll, I'll just put it like this without going into too much detail about this album itself. Um, when I listened to this album, I had to listen to more of it because I needed more of Humanity's Last I needed more of that sound. Whatever they had, I was missing that. That kind of, they're, they're not, they're, Meshuggah is fast paced. When I say they're like Meshuggah, I mean gent wise, they're all up in that kind of deep the higher range of the guitar, the lower range, depending on what you're talking about, higher up on the fretboard, lower end as far as tone spectrum. Um, so they're all up pretty high on the guitar. So it's, um, it's really dark and deep, but Meshuggah is a very fast paced band. 
Humanity's Last Breath, I would probably attribute to like a doom metal band where they only hit a couple of notes here and there, but it's all the notes you need, man. It, it, it's it's everything you need. It's like it fills every hole. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that sounds so bad. <laughs> it fills every hole. <laughs> Fuck's wrong with me. Um, so, but when I listened to this album, Baldi, I needed more. I needed more Humanity's Last Breath. So I found the other albums in Spotify. I listened to all of them. And I listened to it so much that this, this Humanity's Last Breath was my most listened to band of 2022. Or 2021, sorry, it is 2022. On the Spotify list, the most minutes that I listened to any band, the most I listened to anything else, I was in their top 1% of listeners <laughs> because of this. Because I mean, I don't know how many listeners they have, to be honest, so they may not be saying much, but still... That that because of this one album, I became like a super fan of this band because <laughs> so, they're so fucking good. And uh, it's uh, I, it's it's similar to Brianna Sacrifice, like I said, where I discovered this band via this one album. I heard it came out and I was like, sure, I guess I'll listen to that. And next thing you know, I'm a super fan. <laughs> so um, but yeah, Humanity's Last Breath, Valdi, absolutely love it. Now, there's a reason it's top five, because um if it's not the number one spot, despite all the praise I just gave it, that tells you a lot about these next couple of records. So um, the number three spot. Now, this one's going to surprise the fuck out of everybody, especially given all the metal bands I've talked about. And then Bo Burnham's inside. But um, my number, my number, I, I, it almost feels like a meme, like I'm joking about it. But uh, my number three spot is Olivia Rodrigo Sour. <laughs> yeah, I can already see the what the fuck? I can already hear it. Collective kind of what? Yeah, I know. I talked about all those metal bands. I'm a big metal head. I love metal. And yet Olivia Rodrigo Sour, I could not get myself to not put in the top three. Um, And I couldn't. It wasn't my number one album of the year. And I think that's simply because of uh, listens. Honestly, if I was going listens alone, it would obviously be Humanity's Last Breath. But that's not the only qualification. Um, Olivia Rodrigo's album Sour is a perfect fucking record. <laughs> Other than that, I don't really know how to describe it. It is a lot of people are tired of this album simply because it's overplayed on TikTok and stuff. And TikTok does that. It absolutely does. I don't want to listen to Lil Nas X for the rest of my life. <laughs> I don't want to listen to him because TikTok overplays it. So, and it's it, it's this is absolutely that song Driver's License is absolutely overplayed. Um, but that's such a fucking shame because it's such a good song. You know, I wish TikTok didn't do that. You know, I don't mind them using songs and stuff, but I hate when there's something that's trendy that uses a song. It's trendy because of a song because then you kill the song and it's kind of sucks because you're killing something that's amazing. And that song driver's license is really good. Now. Yes. Olivia Rodrigo's sour is very heavily like teenage romance, Stuff I do not connect with, you know, I don't I don't get it. There's a lot of stuff that she sings about that. I'm like that, you know, I mean, in in real life outside of this album, that would be a little bit petty. Maybe. Are you sure you want to talk about it like that? You know, (laughs) maybe think about it a little bit. There's a lot of stuff like that, you know, um, relationship kind of drama, exes and breakups and stuff like that. So a lot of that stuff I do kind of butt heads with just as far as me not relating to it. I'm also not a 16 year old female 
Um, I don't know how old she is. Um, I don't know anything about her outside of this album. Um, and uh, outside of the picture on the actual album cover, I don't think I've ever seen this girl in my life. <laughs> so this is an album that I was literally, again, off the cuff, kind of like, I, sure. I mean, it came out. A lot of people are talking about it. I guess I'll listen to it. And then when I heard the song Driver's License, I'm like, oh, I get it. <laughs> you know, that's that girl. She's the dri- the TikTok girl. Um, but this is an album that when you get past that, you you throw all of the things I just said, you get past all of those little aspects. There is an amazing fucking album here. And it's the singing, the structure of the singing, the way she, the phrasing of how she's vocalizing all of these struggles, whether or not you connect with them or not. Again, doesn't really fucking matter. I'm not a Satanist, but I still listen to black metal. <laughs> you know, it's it's a the the phrasing of her vocals, the way it's done, the subtlety. There's a lot of simple kind of structures. There's a lot of simplicity to the music. The musicianship as a whole is very simplistic, and yet at the same time, it says everything. You know, it's it's instead of she says in two words what everybody else says in thirty. You know, I. You know, it's 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 a 20 minute podcast saying all these top 10 that's effective and amazing, like a YouTube video instead of uh, what Buttermilk Boulevard does, which is over an hour long. Uh, So, you know, it's it's that kind of simplicity for the sake of saying everything she needs to say. She's telling a story without telling a story. You know, it's um, it's actually a movie thing. I think they say that in the movies. Uh, Maybe Spielberg said it where it's like show, not tell. Um, you can show an audience a story rather than actually having to explain it to them. Like if somebody dies on screen, you don't need to have somebody scripting. He died. You know, it's like I see that, you know, it's that kind of thing. So Olivia Rodrigo Sour, though, that simplicity is very Billie Eilish to me. And I think that's why I like it a lot. Um, and I don't want to compare her to Billie Eilish. She has her own unique sound and everything. But this album is similar in the fact that it's like every song is very fun. It's it's good to listen to. It's nearly perfect. Every song is nearly perfect. Um, and of course, you know, a lot of this is modern production. She probably she may have a ghostwriter or two. I don't I don't know. I don't know anything about the process of Sour, but whatever they're doing, I don't care if it took 100 writers and producers or just her. Um, it's a great album, nonetheless, and I enjoyed the fuck out of it. It stood out to me as far as all these other modern things that came out. Um, absolutely should be a Grammy one. I, I, If I don't see Olivia Rodriguez Sour on the Grammy list, I'm going to be a little bit disappointed, unless it didn't meet that threshold of time frame when it was released, because I think there, there's still like 2020 records coming out as far as Grammys, which is kind of weird to me, because that's like two years ago. Um, that's also weird to say, <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I've gone on enough about it, but yeah, not top three, as far as I'm concerned, does, does it deserve top three? Absolutely. For me, it does. It's a, it's a beautiful record. It's the only record that came out this year that I got goosebumps listening to because of her vocal phrasing, the way the structures of the song, the melody, the way the melody kind of matches her vocal tones is fucking perfect (laughs) and outside of that i don't really know what to say whether or not you relate to the 16 year old shit relationship kind of you know you're with another girl does she is she better than me i don't i don't relate to that i'm not again i'm not a 16 year old girl so i (laughs) some some might say i act like one but (laughs) you know i don't 
I don't connect with that. I don't really relate to that stuff. But none that doesn't hurt the record at all. Whether or not you relate to it at all doesn't matter. It's a great, great album. Get past that fucking overplayed shit. Just it, it driver's license is the only song on the album that's overplayed. And that doesn't hurt the song because it's still an amazing song. Granted, yes, it does sound like the Paramore song, but we're neither here nor there. <laughs> um, that's what makes me think there might be a ghostwriter on there is the fact that a Paramore got credit on the song um, because of uh, driver's license sounds like uh, misery business. I think has the same kind of vocal melody and stuff. Um, you'll, you'll recognize it. So it's, it's, I'm not here to talk about that, but they gave Paramore credit on it. There was no legal battle or anything crazy like that. So they, they did it almost intentionally or realized that they accidentally did it. I don't know. I don't know how this shit works. Um, (laughs) anyway, um, I've talked enough about it. Number two, art spire, get some coffee. Arch spire bleed the future. Now, this I was late to this album. This was not an album that I listened to when it came out because I saw the album cover. And I'm like, absolutely not. <laughs> you know, that's that's the best way to judge it. I also didn't know who the band was, but I uh, I didn't hear anything about this album when it came out. I kept seeing the album cover everywhere, and I think it was one of those things where I, the more I saw the album cover, eventually I was like, all right, fine, I'll give it a shot. These these guys are the best musicians in the world. <laughs> like, I don't. You can fight me, I mean, I don't. I don't, I don't care. You can argue. Jimmy Page. Who's Jimmy Page? <laughs> Let's talk about Art Spire. <laughs> you know, these guys are next fucking level, dude. These. This is the vocals. Let me put it this way: the vocalist for Art Spire one best vocalist of the year. <laughs> and I think it was Loudwire or some, or maybe it was metal injection. One of them, whoever gives out those awards for like metal bands and stuff for best, whatever, or whatever art spire hit the vocalist one for a reason, because he talks so fast while also having a guttural growl, like, <laughs> you know, it's, it's so fucking weird that I understand what he's saying. The way he's singing, it doesn't make sense that I understand. I shouldn't understand what he's saying at all. I, I, the way he's singing, I shouldn't understand. But he does a weird breathing technique where he's like breathing in through his nose while talking out his mouth. And that that is what? <laughs> like, what? how does that work? <laughs> I couldn't even teach myself to do that. Like, I don't you're a dolphin. <laughs> um, so it's the singing alone, the vocals in this one. Uh, I'm not I'm a little bit lost for words because this album put me at a loss for words. I cannot describe to you how good the musicianship is in this to the point that I sent this to people who are not metal fans to be like, listen to this shit. <laughs> This is the most unique sounding album ever. I've never heard an album more unique than Arch Spires Bleed the Future. And even though it's a metal band, even if you're not into metal, I ask that you go listen to at least one of the songs from this album. Maybe watch it on YouTube or something. It's like two to three minutes long. It's not going to hurt you. <laughs> so it's uh, and even if it's metal, it's not going to hurt you. I don't I don't get the impression they're singing about anything. Um uh demonic or anything if that's where you're worried about um but uh excuse me the the band is crazy good at at music I, i the musicianship in this album is is the best i've ever heard and it's the guitars match the drums and speed 
the drums match the bass, the bass matches everybody, the vocalist is keeping up with everybody. It's so fucking fast-paced, but at the same time, it's fast-paced, but precise. Everything is perfect. Everything lays out as it should. It's like a puzzle that's put together so well. Every song is really good, and every song I had to listen to it. I This is an album that if I listened to one song, I had to listen to the whole album because it's so, so fucking unique and so good, and it's heavy as shit. You're going to bang your head to it. I don't know how... I don't have anything else to say. I don't... I, how many, like adjectives can i use to describe this how many positive affirmations can i give it <laughs> you know it's it's very unique in its style and i don't really know what else to say other than that uh some of the best musicianship i've ever heard in my life and it just it, if nothing else this embarrasses me that i'm a guitarist at all <laughs> like this makes me want to go back to the past and slap my 11 year old self forever deciding to play guitar because i'm like you'll never be as good as them <laughs> which is probably true because they are they are top tier musicians, man. I I have nothing else to say about it other than Arch Spire Believe the Future is a phenomenal record, and I listen to it constantly, man. Anytime I'm feeling like down or I've had a rough day, this album will bring my spirits up. Like it's that kind of album that I'm like, if I'm having a bad day or I had a bad phone call or something like that, if I put on this record, I'm good again. You know, like I'm I'm ready to go. It's it's like adrenaline yeah like i don't really know how else to describe it man it just it is what it is this song is pure energy and it works so well number one album of the year let me get some water before i get into this clip my voice is kind of going i don't normally talk this much just have why outside of the podcast i don't really talk an hour straight for anything so um Number one album of the year is Spirit Box by uh, Eternal Blue by Spirit Box. I I don't really need to say anything else about it. I, I've given a lot of praise to these other albums, these other artists. And Spirit Box is the one band that I don't feel like I need to praise because I feel like they've gotten a lot. <laughs> so, And it's because of this album. Spirit Box is, is the next phase of metal. I, I don't have a better way of putting it. If a band comes out that you listen to their music and you're like, this is exactly where metal's going, Spirit Box found it. They they started it. Um, whatever the next step is in metal, whatever the next modern kind of metal sound is, whether it be deathcore, metalcore, it doesn't fucking matter. Spirit Box just invented it. And that's pretty astounding because as soon as you listen to this album, you'll know what I mean. Like you'll You'll listen to it if you haven't heard it before. And a lot of people are going to say this album is overrated. I've heard it before, but they're not listening. They're not paying attention. Some people watch to some people watch to enjoy. Some people watch to analyze and blah blah blah. Um, there's plenty of people out there that like. I know that um, some even my friends they they'll watch like Hawkeye and they'll overanalyze individual things. Meanwhile, I'm like he shot the bow, <laughs> you know that kind of shit. I'm I'm a simple man. I I enjoy simple things. I watch movies to enjoy them. There's plenty of movies and stuff like that that I have watched that I. Uh, love, even though it's bad. Uh, Batman versus Superman is a good example. I love the extended version of that movie. I, I think it's great. Uh, I can watch it pretty much every day if I wanted to. And yet it's a movie people trash every day. But I'm simple. I, I'm like, oh, man, you get to see my favorite characters on screen. You get to see Batman, my favorite superhero fighting against Superman. Hell yeah, man, that's so cool. 
It's the same thing with Spider-Man. There's some people that have overanalyzed that, talking about how there's really no plot to it outside of, there's no point to it either. A lot of that stuff was avoidable in the plot. And I, I get that. Some, you know, I can understand that. But at the same time, I'm like, look, Spider-Man. <laughs> you know, I'm a simple kind of guy. Spirit Box is an ex- example of a band that you can enjoy at face value and you can understand it. And it is a good album. And I don't I don't think I think people that trash talk this album haven't heard it. Uh, that's my guess. And I have seen people that trash talk it and they're like, oh, this is overrated. You've listened to one song, haven't you? You haven't heard any of this fucking album. That's that's my guess is there's no evidence that you even heard this album if you're trash talking Spirit Box because this is the best album of the year. Um, and I've seen it on almost every top 10 list. And I, 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 I don't mean to bash people who have opinions that are different. Um, of course, people have different opinions. I'm sure there's people that actually genuinely don't like this album. And I understand why. Part of the reason people don't like this album is simply put because it's new. It hasn't been done. This is a new sound. They invented where metal is going next. And if I, if you need any more examples of that, I have seen influence of Spirit Box in other metal bands after it came out. So the album came out. I got the fucking vinyl because it's a fucking phenomenal record. Um, but also, and then like Wage War came out and I'm like, they kind of sound Spirit Box-ish. That's how I know. <laughs> I don't, I'm not saying Wage War was by any means influenced by Spirit Box, but they came out first. <laughs> so it was one of those albums that I heard it and I'm like, this is literally a game changer. Not, not figuratively spirit box will absolutely influence the metal scene with their sound. And a lot of people have said this and kind of mirror this, uh, this opinion. It is an opinion. It is a theory. I could be wrong. It could be completely wrong, but they have a very unique sound. Plus their name is spirit box. And I actually have a spirit box, the actual thing, the one that uh, you can hear spirits through or whatever. I I don't, I don't need to explain why, but anyway, so here's why the album's good though. Yes, it's a game changer. Yes, the sound is very unique, but they managed to kind of um, mix together modern sounds with modern kind of metal. Um, There's some DJ kind of synthy kind of sounds that they implement into the album that you can tell that somebody probably just sat in a computer. Maybe it was Courtney, the, the lead singer. Um, she just you know, was sitting there put putting together sounds and was like, man, that sounds cool. Um, and then decides that's the intro to the song. And it's probably as simple as that. It's probably just something, this is just somebody's, you can tell by listening to it. This is just somebody doing what they love. And I don't ever get the impression that this is an overproduced album. I don't, I mean, there's clearly a budget behind it, but this isn't a band that anybody knew about until this year. So there was probably not a large budget. I mean, they do have an album that came out before this. I think Mara Effect, I think that's the name of it, which is a good album and it's not right, but it's not this album because Eternal Blue takes everything that you know about metal, uh, specifically probably Deathcore, uh, metal and Deathcore, and then they kind of f- put it together with like synthy kind of sounds and it, it doesn't sound good on paper and yet... Courtney is the glue that you need to put it all together. Her singing ability is outstanding and she can do everything. I just mentioned about Olivia Rodrigo, the way she like her her phrasing and her amazing vocal lines, the range that she has and stuff. 
Courtney and Spearbox can absolutely do that. Courtney LaPlante, I believe. Um, she can do those things. She can do the clean vocals and she does them frequently. She hits the highs. Her range is outstanding. And yet the girl is also growling. She's also doing metal growls. She reminds me a little bit of like a Tatiana from Ginger, but uh, she's doing the metal growls too. She And her growls are perfect. You understand what she's saying. There's no loss in translation going on. You you can still hear the lyrics and understand where they're going on with the song. You understand the themes, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, I could go on with this album all fucking day. Um, I don't know that this, uh, this, this album is unique, but it's unique in the sense that it takes what we have and evolves it. And I think that's why spirit box eternal blue is so good is because it, it's evolving the sound. It's nothing you haven't heard before. I don't think they are an arch spire in the sense that arch spire is playing arch spire spirit box is taking everything in the genre and probably unintentionally taking everything that we know to be in metal core and death core and they're evolving it. It's becoming something else. It's, it's moving into the next the next kind of phase of this metal music that is so popular because metalcore and deathcore, whatever people say, metal and deathcore are the biggest genres of metal. Um, regardless of if you like it or not, it doesn't matter. You can't really broad stroke a genre that you say that you don't like it. I don't like metalcore. Fuck off, man. There's plenty of really good bands in either category. Um, they're just sub sub genres in metal. Um, so it's it this is Spearbox is taking that and just moving it forward. They're 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 taking the next step. They're like, you know what? I, this is stale. Let's make it fresh again. And that's what Spearbox did. I feel like they made a genre that was slowly dying or becoming too repeated or too repetitive. And they're they're moving it forward. All of these bands are really doing that to a certain degree. But that's why Spearbox stands out as far as album of the year is concerned. This is the only album that I know of that is inventing a new genre. <laughs> you know, they are slowly inventing a subgenre, and I don't know what kind of subgenre it'll be. I don't know if this is the next step for deathcore or metalcore, or if this is a new subgenre, but that's what this album is doing, and it's probably by accident. This is just, this feels like a passion project. This album feels like somebody's. Um, I love music and I, I like the way this sounds. Let's put it on the record. Sure. And it works well. I mean, the, like I said, everything flows beautifully. The songs flow from song to song really well. There's not a bad song in the album. It's all really great. Holy Roller. Oh, man. Holy Roller was the best song of the year, man. <laughs> Fight me. <laughs> you know, there's no doubt that this this is Holy Roller is amazing. It, it, it's just Sun Killer. God, the, the way Sun Killer has that kind of weird modulated vocal effect at the beginning. And it's kind of a low key, um, clean vocals and then ends with the growl and the way that they flow that into the next song with more growl, they build, you know, they build and they go down, there's peaks and their highs, there's lows. And it just works so well, man. I, I don't really know what else to say about it. Granted, you know, I've, I've done a lot of shit talking. Look, I've done a lot of shit talking. That's my top 10 albums. Okay. If you don't like these albums, that's fine, man. You know, I've always been a, a, an advocate for objectivity and being subjective about certain things, but I, I've always been an advocate for being doing you. When it comes to music, you do you. If you don't like it, fine. I don't. I don't care. That's 
more props to you. In fact, I encourage it. Not that you don't like it, but I encourage that you find your own interests. You know, if if that if Spearbox Eternal Blue is not your favorite album of the year, okay. If Archspire Bleed the Future, if you didn't like that album, okay. Dark Dark US Dargo, great. Okay, cool. That's all you, man. These are my favorite. And I, uh, I'm, again, walking on eggshells and stuff. But I've done a lot of shit talking, and I don't mean to offend anybody or anything like that. I feel like I need to backtrack a little bit here. <laughs> but um, but nonetheless, these are my top ten albums of the year. Inside, Bo Burnham, Brain of Sacrifice, Lifeblood, My Jaw Hurts, Einstein Kills, The Silver Scream 2, Gojira, Fortitude, Dark U, Darko, U.S., Darko. Between the Buried in Me, Colors 2, Humanity's Last Breath, Valdi, Olivia Rodrigo, Sour, Art Spire, Bleed the Future, Spirit Box, Eternal Blue. Go check out those albums, man. They're great. Obviously, they're great. 370 albums I listened to. And I narrowed it down to those 10. They gotta be good, right? <laughs> uh, if metal isn't your thing, then maybe you won't agree with me. <laughs> it's, that's likely, actually. Um, I don't expect to be agreed with, but nonetheless, thank you guys. Um, if you made it this far, I appreciate you hanging out. Um, now, I sometimes uh, do album reviews on these top 10s. I don't know that I will one way or another. Um, I haven't decided if I'll do a spirit box one because I've kind of sung its praise already. Uh, I don't, I don't really know how much more praise you can give an album other than claiming it's furthering the genre, <laughs> which again, I could be fucking wrong. I mean, I, it's been a month since I'm out of practice. You know, my voice is getting a little shot right now. My jaw hurts, <laughs> you know, I'm angry out of my, my jaw pain. You know, sometimes get, people get mad when they get hurt. <laughs> you know, I could take a lot of pain. That's why I'm still talking this much rather than just being like, all right, have a good day. Bye. You know, <laughs> but, um, it doesn't really hurt. It's just like a, a stiffness because I, I, I got my wisdom teeth out, like I said. Uh, honestly, all things considered, the wisdom teeth did not hurt as bad as I thought it would. Um, I In my head, it sucked, but really it was just kind of like they they put me out for it. So I, I, I was put to sleep for it. Um, and then they I woke up in 30 minutes because it, that's how long the procedure was. And they said that they got in there and they just pulled them out. You know, they... They didn't really have to cut into my gums or anything. There was, wasn't really too much surgical stuff. There are stitches, but um, we're already healing after a week. So, um, it's, it, it, honestly, it, it's the mo- most painless surgery I've ever had. <laughs> so um, I did have to, day one was pretty hard, um, especially with uh, cold stuff. Um, this is, I know this is completely unrelated. I just feel like talking about it. <laughs> um, but like I was reading online that apparently those, your back molars that are directly next to your wisdom teeth, cause my wisdom teeth were completely in, like they had come out, they weren't in my gums anymore. Um, but those back molars, uh, when your wisdom teeth are taken out, it exposes the back side of the molar to cold temperatures and stuff like that and that's why it hurts not like the extraction site yes that probably hurts as well but like when you're because cold temperatures is what is hurt the most it still kind of hurts to this day but um the it was it's not like apparently it's not the site that hurts it's the the molars that like the temperature i guess is it's not used to any temperatures it's not hasn't grown accustomed to it so your nerves are a little bit more sensitive to temperature um, heat was fine, but cold sucked, especially my bottom right or bottom left. 
Um, I don't know. That could be bullshit. I read it on the internet, but internet doesn't lie. It never lies. Um, <laughs> it's never told a fib ever. Um, so again, this list is completely subject to change going back to this album review. And these, these all fluctuate as much as I love spirit box. I could easily put arch spire at number one. I could easily put humanity's last breath as number one. I would be happy with any order as far as these top 10 are concerned. This is just my, I, I just knew Spearbox had to be number one. It, it had to be because it's also an album that I can't stop listening to. I bought the vinyl for, I listened to the vinyl almost daily. I This Spearbox is an album that I also, when I said that I just listened to one of these yesterday, Spearbox was that. Um, when I don't know what to listen to, I will put on one of these records because this is probably of the top tens that I've done. This has been my favorite year music that I've had since we started this podcast, because this is the probably year with the most, most good albums that I've listened to. And I, I genuinely like 370 albums, very few of those I would consider bad. I mean, I have a, I still have the list of ones that I wanted to narrow it down to. Um, there's a like Gravesend Methods of Human Disposal. That's an amazing album. Back, back to front, pretty reckless. Death by Rock and Roll, Born of Osiris, Lion's Daughter. Um, there, there's Slaughtered Prevail, Costolum, uh, um, uh, Spirit Breaker, Curanata. This, these are all outstanding records, and I could have put any of those on this top ten too. Um, but because of just frequent listens and all that stuff. And there's a lot of good albums that came out this year, man. And, and it, this list was hard. I won't even lie. This list was fucking hard to put together. And this is why I think that some of the top 10 lists that came out this year have been a little bit uh, all over the place. There, There's very few consistent top 10 lists out there. I think the most consistent record I think I've seen is Gojira's Fortitude. Um, that's the one Ice Nine Kills actually I've seen a lot of that which is surprising because I don't feel like that album got as much praise when it actually was released Um, but it's getting a lot of praise now when the top 10 lists are coming out Um, anyway nonetheless these are my top 10 again subject to change and uh, you may not agree but that's what Instagram Facebook Twitter or four. Okay. Buttermilk Boulevard pod. Go look us up, man. Leave us a follow. Leave us a like, you know, the same thing with the podcast, follow, like five star review is the best way for me to tell whether or not you're listening. Um, but I do see the downloads and stuff. The only thing I can't see are the subscribers. So if you're not subscribed, but you're still downloading the episodes, I still appreciate it. It doesn't matter if you listen to this and you absolutely hate the podcast and you think it's the worst fucking thing you listen to. Man, I agree. I understand. <laughs> but also, thanks for checking it out nonetheless, even if you hate me. Um, <laughs> so, um, like I said, guys, I appreciate you checking out the channel. I was a little bit bitter and angry today, apparently. It's been a hard beginning of the year for me. <laughs> so, take it all with a grain of salt. But nonetheless, I hope you enjoyed the episode. If you did, you know what to do, okay? I don't need to say anything more. Uh the if you're a video game fan or you like watching people play video games twitch.tv slash gentle metalhead gentle metalhead um i have a youtube channel also out there it's just a backlog i don't have plans or goals of becoming any anybody famous when it comes to twitch or youtube i just do that for fun um so when i do occasionally stream if you want to watch it or check it out or hang out you don't even have to talk to me if you don't want to but um, you, shit, if you if you don't agree, you can go on there and be like, hey, fuck your opinions and then leave. That's cool, too, man. I don't really care. <laughs> but um, 
Anyway, guys, thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for listening to the episode. Y'all take care of yourselves out there. And uh, but I'm on Boulevard's back. It's going to be a great. We're going to make it a great 2022. Okay, let's do as best we can to make this a good year. Y'all take care. Peace out. Rock on.